Bob, you would agree hiring is really hard, right? <laughs> um, yeah, actually, I've hired a few people over the years, so... The thoughts and opinions of Bob and Kevin of the Bob and Kevin show are exclusively the thoughts of Bob and Kevin and not the thoughts of their employers. Past, present, and probably not future. It's kind of... For me, I enjoy interviewing, so I actually enjoy, like personally, if I'm interviewing for a job, I get enjoyment out of that. Don't get a lot of anxiety. Uh, probably a huge shocker for people who know me. Sarcasm there. Um, and so interviewing folks for jobs is something that I also get a great deal of enjoyment about. The paperwork afterward, maybe not so much. How about you? Well, um, I've been in a lot of interviews on both sides of the table. So I would definitely say that being on the getting interviewed side is way more awkward than doing the interview. Because when you're doing the interview, you're in this little position of power. Ah, we have the job and you want it, right? And so... See, that's pretty funny, though. I think it's almost more awkward being the interviewer than being the one interview i don't think so because the risk is all on the interviewee they're the one well i mean actually that's untrue there's risk all around but there's more risk on the other side because they're the ones who who you know applied for the job that took a little courage to apply for the job put themselves out there possibly risking their current job if they're still employed where if it doesn't work out for the interviewer you kind of go eh, let's go to the next person on the list right that that's kind of how it goes well let me ask you this. When you have been involved in interviewing prospective candidates, have you been the only person interviewing them or were they going through a series of interviews where you had to compare notes after the fact? All the above. But in Because see, I think that's where it gets awkward though. When, when you're not the only interview, the only person conducting the interviews and so... That, for me, that's where it gets awkward because depending on if you're the first person to interview them, the last person to interview them, it's kind of like, all right, do I ask the same? Because my interviews aren't scripted, like from corporate. So I just it's awkward for me because like, all right, so have you already answered this question 27 times or? <laughs> right. So uh, would it make it more awkward if you were to bring a video camera in a room on a full tripod point it right at the person, kind of zoom in, get a nice tight headshot and say, hi, my name's Bob. What's your name? A, I've never done a video interview and I've never conducted one. I think that would be the, I think that's the worst. <laughs> so um, when you say you've never uh, been a part of a video interview, does that include Skype slash Hangouts or is that just like a, we're going to actively record you type interview? Ooh, um, I've participated in video-based interviews, so like Skype, but I didn't really, I, I'm pretty sure I wasn't being recorded. So I guess the recording aspect is the awkward part. <laughs> yeah, I agree. You are listening to the Bob and Kevin Show with Bob Beattybar and Kevin Gishesky. Each week we cover relevant tech and social issues related to technology. Our website is bobandkevin.show. And our episodes can be found virtually on any podcast network. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Just search for Bob and Kevin Show. The year is 2019, and I'm going to read a headline. In this headline, you already have read this article, but for the lay listener here, artificial intelligence will help determine if you get your next job. So, yeah. We've taken the video interview and made it even worse. Is that what we're saying? Well, let's let's set the stage here. So I'll, I'll try to make this a short story. Um Hiring is tough. This could be the earliest that we've gotten into the main topic, by the way. It could be. We've just set a new Bob and Kevin <laughs> show record. So interviewing is hard. We've kind of agreed upon that. And when you're a small company, 
um, you don't have time for it. When you're a big company, you have to have a whole department that kind of runs block and tackle for you. We typically call that HR. And depending on your the, the net you cast, you may get thousands of responses back. Or you may get nobody. You know, but let's let's take it to the extreme. You get a thousand applications for this one job. How do you sort through it, Bob? Well, I think the old-fashioned way would be <laughs> one at a time in a team of full one or more, I guess, one or or a team of people pre-qualifying the resumes. Right. Like that's and step so, one. So I don't know if it's old-fashioned or current practice or what, but I've had a lot of recruiters say, hey, I'd like to recruit you for this job. Don't send me your... Uh, resume as a PDF because that makes total sense. Send it to me as a Word doc. Bob, so why do they want it as a Word doc? So we can consume it. But you can consume PDFs too, though. You can, but what I've actually been told by insiders, air quotes, is they actually edit your resume, change it, and so that they can feed the machine more efficiently for you. What do you mean they change it? I'm literally saying they open up Word and they edit your resume to but make it But do they edit the better. format or do they edit the content? Probably both. But so, so a recruiter would do that because the recruiter wants to get you hired to get paid, right? Yes, because they're basically moving warm bodies. They really honestly, if, we, if we're honest, they don't care who goes into what job as long as that bonus comes through, right? Yeah, anyone out there that's listening, if they've had this happen, I would love to see before and after of the resume because this is very intriguing to me, the technology aspect aside. So the recruiters are going to sweeten the resume because they know the keywords that either the human algorithm is looking for or the AI algorithm from where they're sending it to. Well, that's a good question. So this article goes through um, video interviewing online. And at first you may say, oh yeah, I've, I've done a hangout interview. I've done a Skype interview, but wait, there's more. <laughs> what it is, it's an entire platform and there's a few of them out there that essentially um, they, they have a time that you show up on your computer and then you go through a series of scripted uh, questions, if you will, and you, you're supposed to basically respond and it sounds great because you can do this at midnight, you can do it too, whenever you, you know, can do it. And then you submit your, your uh, video. And then theoretically, you can actually be matched against many, many, many different jobs. Right? Well, what could go wrong, Bob? I, I guess you lost me at the matched against many, many different jobs. So that would be a company like casting a super wide net. I, I guess you lost me there. Well, I, I guess. You, Sure, we could go both routes. So I can apply for your one job and uh, 999 other people can do the same and they can all submit their videos. Or I can submit my video to a recruiter and then my recruiter can shop me around to a job that air quotes fits. Oh, do we know are recruiters using these AI-based approaches well, as well? I, I, don't, I don't know. But if I have a thousand videos, I can see an immediate problem. Kevin ain't got time to watch a thousand videos, right? Right, 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 right. So, so what do we do? We say, ah, let's get the AI gods to ch come down and look at the videos for me and give them a score. And then it can automatically weed them out and say, here's the top 10 videos we think you should watch because these are the people who do great extracurricular things like play lacrosse after high school. And, or might be named and, Jared. <laughs> It might be named Jared. <laughs> We're laughing because this article apparently um, there is. It was a resume <laughs> scanning. Name. It was a resume scanning AI bot, and somehow through its learning, determined that if you played lacrosse extracurricularly and your name was Jared, that those were both attributes that um, indicated professional growth and success. <laughs> right. So there's a business model presently out there. It's been out there for at least seven years that I'm aware of um, that is essentially, hey, we've got this canned set of 
questions and answers. You submit your video and then we'll forward your stuff on. Don't call us. We'll call you. Yada, yada, yada. And um, then uh, through this algorithmic matching, both the employer gets the employee they want. The employee gets the job that they've been hoping for. And diversity goes up and everything is bias free. Right, Bob? Whoa, I think there's a couple giant logic flaws there. Um, I don't really want to tackle those just yet. Um, okay. I think That's we fair. should definitely put a pin in those. But the question that I had for you is, are we considering HR professionals, professional interviewers and hirers? Is that, re- well, is that really how they're good. defined? Because I don't know if I've ever met a professional interviewer well i guess what is the function of human resources and there's probably a textbook definition but i'll give you the kevin definition it's the stuff that nobody else figure you know is in their job title hey i don't know hr you go do it hire fire pay somebody it's anything related to the people in the organization so there's training aspect there's a regulatory aspect there's um, it just insurance. It just so benefits. happens that my employer is really big in HR. <laughs> but okay. uh, so you're, you're, I'm what? Oh, you're way more an expert at HR than me because either I've worked at giant corporation X where I go to the HR department twice in my entire career, or I work at small startup company where we don't technically have an HR and it falls upon you know the group or the to kind of be a collective or HR. the owner's partner basically. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I've been in both situations for sure, but I think I know more about HR as a practice because we sell it. Um, yeah. So we sell a lot of people related resources. And I think that's kind of like the, the wide net that HR covers. Now we do offer recruitment and things like that. Um, but once again, I don't necessarily know if I personally know someone that I would consider a professional interviewer. And I guess the reason why I'm even bringing that up is because first of all, you have to be able to establish if you're going to build a machine (laughs) that's going to be a professional interviewer, you have to come up with a set of best practices. And I think one thing that you've already touched upon is the common set of questions. Like I know through my experience of conducting interviews that if we're going through the hiring process and I'm going to interview three to five to 10 candidates, I do make sure that I ask those candidates at least a subset of all the same questions. So like there's a baseline. So I would imagine that that's probably a step one. Good job. AI robot interviewer that you're going to ask everyone the same questions. Wow. That was a really long way to get to that. (laughs) Do you think AI has the capability to say, hey, oh, I see you're into football. I see you're into basket weaving underwater. Can you tell me a little bit more about, you know, underwater macrame or something like that? Right. I don't think there's ever going to be there's no follow up question scenario in any of those applications. I don't believe. I don't question think mark. So. I think they're. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, but, full disclosure, but that Bob, might cut Bob and some I of have the bullshit though. Like, I following up and follow up interview questions for me are probably a giant waste of time. They might be, but it, they're human. They are it's human. a human function. Where the problem with AI is AI, uh, spoiler alert, is not human. <laughs> so, um, that's that's so far one kind of trouble for me i mean there's a litany i have a list here so let's let's stay with the positive here what's the good stuff with video video interviewing well you could say well it's standardized it's um convenient for both parties because they can do it any time of day potentially and three maybe you can run a thousand videos and and weed it all out assuming all the positive ai is perfect um, what else is good about this? I don't know, but unless you're running central casting though, that missing human element, like I don't like in the research, I'm doing air quotes, research leading up to this episode, you know, extensive, extensive research. Um, Kevin was able to find websites that were basically like, Hey, here's how you should do your AI based interviews. 
And it really, in a nutshell, it's tips that you would give to anybody on how to do any interview. But the thing is, is if I'm practiced and polished at how to ace the interview, and that kind of leads to my next question. We don't know for a fact that these softwares are making the higher decision, right? They're just, they're a hurdle along the way, correct? Actually, I, I correct. I, I think they do not make any hiring decisions because I was reading that article. Thank God. And <laughs> Amazon was had a tool and they, they abandoned it because they found all kinds of issues and flaws with with uh, the way they were doing things. And so I don't think there's any sort of um, hiring decision. But as you mentioned, there are hurdles. And these hurdles may do things like Bob, on your Facebook feed, you never saw this job because two things happened. A, Facebook filtered it from you. And B, um, one of these hiring things, you know, decided that this job wasn't for you when it obviously it could have been your dream job, right? Yeah, that was one of the things that I found the most interesting was not necessarily the the AI-based software aspect of the interview process, but the ad targeting for jobs based on Facebook profiles, LinkedIn profiles, et cetera. I found that very fascinating because I, I don't know about you, but my social media presence, including LinkedIn, is not really about getting me a new job. <laughs> All right. I'd like to close chapter one on the positives of AI-based well, video the, right, interviewing. The, the, sales, the sales aspect of the positives would be... Um, time saver, scalability, and the really questionable one is the elimination of bias and discrimination. We're definitely going to revisit that one. Right, but let's but they're save selling that, that as nugget. A, right, they're selling that as a positive though. <laughs> they they totally are. So, to me this feels like a meat market. Uh, created by recruiters. Hey guys, wouldn't it be neat if we could get a bunch of people to make videos and all we did was, well, I was going to use a word I shouldn't, I'll get excited and then <laughs> then we have all of this um, recruitment dollars coming our way, this headhunting, headhunting fees coming at us. That's kind of what like the dark behind the curtain Mr. Oz is saying, right? But isn't that what recruiters historically do anyway? They interview a bunch of people and have them in their bullpen ready to go. Yeah, and that's so so weird. You ever I mean, there is a never a shortage, at least for me, on LinkedIn of people wanting to connect who are a recruiter, have been a recruiter for two months, and they want me to be on their team and they're gonna find me my next job and they want to schedule 15 minutes with me to feel see what I'm into. And I'm like Dude, no. Or, or or lady, no. I'm busy working. I like my job. That must mean that your LinkedIn profile is much more robust than mine because I know I've cried about this before, but I just don't get reached out to. <laughs> um, LinkedIn, for me, I'll say it probably a zillion times, I don't know why I'm on there. I have a great job. I hate hate all their, their news feed is just this... Pollyanna. Oh well, here's here's how to crush it, and you know here's this great thing our company is doing, and and look how great we're doing here, and you should yeah, it's amazing. You should buy our stuff or work for us. You know, just that's just like all the newsfeed is. They want me to keep my resume up to date, like I'm like like every morning I I check the job boards, which I don't. <laughs> they t the only thing it's good for is they remind me of somebody's birthday, which is all Facebook is good for in my world anymore. Of course, I'm not on Facebook. But I don't know why I'm on LinkedIn. Why am I on LinkedIn, Bob? I don't know. I think of it as like job <laughs> Tinder. I think it is like Tinder for jobs. Oh, yeah. But I don't, I, but I don't use it for that. So do I just look at the pictures? I don't even know. What am I doing? <laughs> yeah. Why are we? Why are any of us on LinkedIn? I don't even. It makes no sense. I don't even post the podcast episodes like I'm supposed to. So what the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, I have no idea. Um, and everyone's like feel good story on there. I call bullshit. I'm like, that's not how the real world is. That's bullshit. Whatever. You had to duct tape that and push to production on Friday. I know you did. You know, <laughs> it's like whatever. So yeah, I don't know why any of us are on LinkedIn, but here we are all on LinkedIn, right? Right. And I guess to get back to the recruiter thing, I mean, it would make sense. I, I just don't know in my research 
full disclosure, there was not tons of it. I didn't really see any evidence that this was a tool being used by recruiting agencies as more of a tool that was being sold to end companies, companies. Yep. to to help with the interviewing. So I could see one day LinkedIn saying, Hey, upload your video. Tell us, you know, your intro video for everyone. And then that gets shopped around, you know, or actually or that's brilliant. Why don't you write that? Because it would work instead of posting your, so here's LinkedIn's top seven questions to get you any job and just record your video. Go. All right. So I did a quick Google of, Hey, who's the video interviewing platforms out there? And, I got a rather old article, so I don't know how much this is taken off or not, but there's you know this new article saying, hey, this may be deciding your next job. Uh, I see about nine different ones here. I'm not going to name them off. They're all just very techie, stupid, hey, this domain was open type name. Um, but one sticks out to me in general because it was listed in the article. It's called HireVue. Oh, God, I was hoping and you were going to say that one because that's the one I was been reading about. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, have you been to their website? I the actually website have it up right now on the uh, teleprompter. <laughs> so, <laughs> one of the things that I I was like scratching my head, and I, I that's right, I did send you a screenshot on one of their sliding panels says "Beating Bias with AI: Our Guiding Principles." Click here to learn more. And of course, I clicked there to learn more, and then. I recalled quickly, I'm like, you know, we have this podcast episode where we talked about algorithmic bias, and we did it in the context of the Apple card. Yes. How, Bob, do you remember- how Goldman Sachs screwed that up. <laughs> can you recap for us, if if you can recall, what, what did we kind of come to as a conclusion as far as algorithmic bias? Well, it's funny because I saw this in one of the articles that we researched today, too, is the reference to- AI having issues with nuance, first and foremost, but then also AI being taught by historic data that it's consuming. So if you are a company, like if you're a company that's filled with old white guys, for example, and those are the only resumes that you feed your your machine learning algorithm about ideal candidates to work at old white guy company X, guess what? Your bot's going to be focused on Old white guy attributes. Old white guys. Yeah. <laughs> Stanford <laughs> University. You know, stuff like that. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, that really was the gist of the Goldman Sachs thing, too, is that, I mean, I think we fell on the fact that that bad input is always going to lead to bad AI. E- even if you totally have a white knight, um, like, thinking is like, hey, this is going to be non-biased. Well, the problem is, is you, the programmer, you decide, A, what the inputs are. And then not only that, you decide what's weighted more, what's weighted less, and whatnot. And, and like you're saying, if we're using machine learning or whatever we feed this thing, that's what it. That's what its world really actually is. If you feed, feed it with these resumes, guess what? That's what the world view is for the machine, right? Yeah, and guess what? If you're shooting video or recording video for part of the interview process, guess what just happened? <laughs> Bias. What? visual bias <laughs> right oh you know i i have that in my notes here um so i don't know how like the consumer so if i have a thousand videos and 20 of them get up in my mailbox i click it i assume i have a dashboard and i see people right um how how is it I'm just going to put it out there. How is it that we would prevent somebody from going, ooh, she looks good, or ooh, he looks handsome? Right. Like, even if you have, even if the 20 that they put in your inbox is fucking Skittles chase the rainbow (laughs) variety pack, um, you're you're still the human being looking at those top 20. So you can always, even if it's a perfect, a perfect algorithm, uh, even if it's the, if perfect, you, you could still screw it up in the end. With your bias. So, Bob, so here's another one. So, with videos, I'm not compelled to watch it from A to Z, meaning from beginning to end, right? It happens a lot on YouTube. You know, people get disinterested pretty early on and then they go to the next video. So, in the real world, you can't walk out of an interview and go, oh, I didn't <laughs> like your first answer, right? <laughs> you know, and just walk out and be like, I'm done. All right, where, where's the next well, person? You have to sit there the whole time. Technically, you could. It's just not very but comfortable. You 
<laughs> but you wouldn't. But with these videos, you can decide within the first few minutes, oh, I don't like the way her teeth are. And then you can like go to the next video and there's no way to prove that. Wait a second. Um, that's that's what was in your head. And that's why you stopped watching the video. And also they could have been the perfect candidate and just had the first question kind of all fucked up. Right. Yeah, I think that's probably one of the reasons why, especially like higher view, those couple of the how-to videos that we were watching makes it sound like it's very much like a timed exercise. So you have three minutes to answer the question. So, you know, if it's a 10 question thing, it's a 30 minute interview. If your job is to watch those applicants to make a higher decision, I think you can stomach that since you're getting paid to do it. So I looked at those videos and I'm like, oh, so what happens if I'm not a good YouTuber, for lack of a better term? Because that's basically what they want you to be, a good YouTuber to apply to these videos. What if I don't have the tech? What if I don't have the internet connection? Because they suggested at least two megabits up, two megabits down. You know, what if I... Right, which automatically, I, guess what? Hiring bias, if I don't have a broadband right, connection... Dun, 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 dun. you fall into a category what if i could only give my interview at the coffee shop you know fr frick in my actual real professional life i go to the coffee shop often why because it has the best internet in town but it might have a bunch of noise in the background it might have you know whatever and then people are going to judge me you know should i wear a, a three-piece suit sitting in the coffee shop no should i wear a three-piece suit sitting at home i that's awkward too, right? I, you know, I'm, I dressed up for this interview and it's just me. It, it feels like it's one of those things that's creating more problems than it's solving, to be honest. Yes. But as Facebook ha will teach us, it don't matter as long as it's profitable, right? So, right. Cause you're going to pay for the service. If you're, you know, company XYZ, you're going to pay higher view a subscription fee to be able to interview X number of candidates, whether it's over time or, you know, just the number of candidates or whatever. So yeah, it's, I mean, they're solving, they're solving their problem for needing to generate revenue. <laughs> so, so if we take the Wayback Machine to 2014, I actually first found out about these, the, I would call the hard way. I applied for a job and I was greeted with an email, click here and set up your video interview. And I was like, Ooh, what's this and this is this is way back before we had a lot of our privacy breaches i would say i mean it was on people's minds but not like it is today right. and and i said oh um what's what's the alternate way to do this can i just you know do a hangout with somebody or whatnot and they're like no, no 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 you have to go through this process this is the only way you can do this if you want this job and i ended up saying okay well i guess i don't want your job and the recruiter was pissed. Is it a, because they're is like, it a video? Was it a video recording or a video interview? Video interview, um, just just like Hireview does here. Oh, so and, it was recorded. They've been around since twenty twelve. It, it wasn't with a yes. person. It was recorded. No. Okay. Uh, there was no one on the other side. For all I know, they watched you do it. Uh, you know, all these things were going through my mind back then. You know, watch you do it, even though they, you know, whatever. So it's being recorded. And I didn't like that. And I said, no, nah, I really don't like, can I just talk to a person? And that was not an option. And I felt like that was a huge red flag that I can't, I can't see a person or can't talk to a person that I would be working with. Nothing. I just had to blind. This is like a blind date, essentially, <laughs> or at least one way blind date. What, how do you feel about the stuff that we were reading about uh, them being able to infer psychological characteristics through the video analysis, the AI video analysis. How did you feel about that? Well, if well, I feel terrible about it, but if I'm a defender of the technology, I'm going to say, well, Bob, you do that in your interview process, you know, by yourself. So why can't we just train the models air quotes to do it? Right. But I, I guess the bigger question I'm trying to well, answer, if, if I'm conducting an interview, I'm not, I'm not looking for a psychological, I'm not looking for psychological indicators based on mannerisms. You know what I mean? Like I'm not, I expect the person I'm interviewing to have crossed arms a little bit in some rigid body language because it's a, it's not a hostile environment, but it's definitely not like super comfortable. <laughs> well, I think it also assumes that the person that's on the, that we're going to analyze 
fits in our model somewhere and we can accurately grade it. What happens when that person has actually stretches the model or completely outside the model? How would they score? It would come back as an undefined, I guess. Well, this person did a thing. So we either ignore it because we don't understand it as a model or we, since we don't understand it, we, we don't ignore it. We grade it negatively. Oh, that must be bad. We've never seen that before. So I think it's terrible because when you have those thousand videos and you run the filters and you get 25 back ranked in whatever order by some numerical digit, um, I think it's very, it's not even slippery slope. It's just bad idea to do that at this point because of humanity. I really think a job isn't just a transient state of being. I feel like it's dating. Like it, literally, if you wanted to change jobs right now, and this is all hypothetical, you would have to start courting another employer. And, and you'd be like, will you take me? Is essentially the underlying part of it. And then you have to divorce your current job. That's what... Th- the cool thing yeah. right now is that there's a lot of companies out there that look looking to be the sugar daddy for a lot of people because employment is so tight right now. <laughs> well, yeah, and that's that's why our uh, fearless orange leader will be comfortable <laughs> in his White House even after yesterday's vote because the economy is red hot right now. So right now it's a it's a employees market, if you will. But it, I've always thought the hiring process is like dating and marriage and divorce. And you want to have technology come in and play a matchmaker. Okay. Let me know how that works out for you. So, um, other things that I would like to kind of roll past you here. So Bob, I've, I've decided hypothetically to do one of these interviews. I've done my video. Now that video is into the ether what do you think is going to happen to that video? Do you think it's ever going to be um, looked at once and then destroyed or is that around forever? It's most definitely closer to forever than destroyed instantly. Um, yeah, in the wrong hands, you know, that could be uploaded to a YouTube site just dedicated to like awkward interview situations. Uh, I could see that happening and someone reaping massive revenue from that uh yeah or if i run for office one day and suddenly this video appears hey did you do this interview and did you just say xyz kevin well yeah but i said it in confidence because i was blah 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 right but now this you've lost chain of custody of this video right and i yeah i think that's definitely one of the drawbacks another one of the drawbacks to the face-to-face you know i'm i'm mostly okay with using some kind of machine learning or artificial intelligence in the resume scanning department just because you know there's when you when you do have to do those multiple passes like let's say you get a lot of applicants one of the first things you're looking for right wrong or indifferent is the physical appearance of the resume and the appearance of errors in the resume like glaring errors so i could see you know like an ai punctuation scanning, uh, grammar scanning, those kind of things. But that's just a first pass to weed out the people who didn't put their heart into it, really, in my book. So to not not turn this into a follow-up to last episode where we did the custom or original Black Mirror episodes, imagine I am on the receiving side of this. I have a dashboard. Hmm. I like hot blondes. Let me uh, let me see kind keep, of hot blonde videos. You keep going back you know? <laughs> to the you keep going back to the cute ones. Well, I I mean I I I feel like that's a problem. You know, it's you know well we, we're not going to consider anyone unless you know I'm, you have here. I mean we have like certain um, dating websites. I've been told um, that are just you know like the blue check mark dating you know you have to have a blue check mark you know it's like this elitist thing so can somebody turn one of these platforms into well we only hire beautiful people or or whatnot well but that doesn't that doesn't introduce that problem i mean that problem is inherent in the personal interview space as well so i'm not well, i'm not but, saying AI but it's is harder right to that no it's not harder but it sure it is because when people apply to you I guess I'll call it traditionally their text. They are right, 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 right. Imagery. But when you begin the interview process, you can still introduce that same level of sliminess. I mean, 
this just gets the sliminess yes. factor started faster. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fair. All right. So um, since we've lost chain of custody of this video, um, it makes you wonder, can somebody then shop your video? Can somebody acquire a company that owns all these videos and then change the terms of service because that's very common. Hey, here's the new terms of service. You don't get to decide the degree of, we just send you a nice little email that says your terms of service have now changed, right. but you're we're going to do whatever we want this video. The original terms of service. So here's how they changed. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. The terms of service says that we get to change the terms of service. That is the only terms of service you need to know. Um, so, uh, I just don't like the idea that a video could, of me could be floating out there. I don't like the idea that maybe you get says blacklisted. The, says the guy who's on YouTube. <laughs> well, yes, but I got to decide the content of the video True. where I don't get to decide the content of this video because it's a, you know, I, I'm going to go from screen A to screen B, screen B to screen C and react. Kevin, here's the thing. You're, you're, you're naked, waist deep in, in mashed potatoes. What do you do? It's like, what? I don't, I don't know. A, that's, this is an a, interview that's question. That's not an interview question, but uh, yeah, I, I get where you're going. Well, I can take it one level creepier. What if that, that interview video is used to deep fake you? Yes. Uh, thank you very much. That was definitely on the tip of mind. You know, we're using, and what happens when they start using your video to train their AI further? It's like, wait a second. I didn't want to be a part of your social experiment. You know, I, I just want the job, dude. I, I don't want to help your profits at all. I just want to connect. I, I don't even care about your video platform. I care about the client on the other side. I don't give a shit about you and your platform. And I don't want to train your stuff even further, nor be have this video that's out there forever and I've lost chain of custody on. Well, but I guarantee that company XYZ is using your application to train the module that they purchased from HireVue. I mean, like HireVue is not going to keep it. It's probably going to be company XYZ. They? Well, because they probably you- agree when they sell it to company XYZ that the interviews are their property is what I'm guessing. Like that'd be yeah, totally—we well, don't know, right? That'd be totally sketchy if uh, Hireview kept them. Hireview, <laughs> uh, if you'd like to reach out to us, I, I'm looking at their terms. I'm looking at their privacy <laughs> policy right now. Okay. Oh um, uh, wait, but this is about them. At, <laughs> and if it, yeah, well, you're never gonna see the the contract behind the scenes. It's not like Facebook's going, "Hey, Bob." Here's all the details we have with all of our app developers. In fact, here's our Cambridge Analytica legal text. Would you like to read it? <laughs> no, you're never going to see that. All right. All right. Point made. Um, so apparently this article saying that this is proliferating. I would like to hope it's not. I would like to hope that we still do more human sorts of uh, job matching. Oh, no. We've already tumbled off the top of the mountain. We're just going to gather more speed. Everything that long. In fact, in fact, the AI is going to decide how to do your job. Then the AI is just going to do your job, right? This is our eventual future. You've been hired, but the AI is going to actually do everything for you. Well, no, I'm just saying that there's going to be more of these um, interview tech companies that are using AI to shorten the shorten the process between interview and hire. Well, yeah, so I was looking at some of this. Uh, accelerate your hiring process transformation. And I got to go, wait a second. This makes it sound like the goal is to hire somebody as fast as possible, no matter what. Just just hire somebody. Well, I think, I think it, that's important. When it, I mean, if especially in today's environment, if you have a job that's available, you want to be able to post it, get candidates, and, and lock someone in as quickly as possible because every other company in the world is trying to do the same exact thing. I would say yes, but I'll qualify that all with if and only if it's the right person. And if the right person is candidate number 26, but you only get to see the top 25 out of the thousand, this whole thing is pointless. Well, I think that's definitely the flaw. So a couple things that you can take into consideration along that line. A, if you truly are in a hurry, chances are you're probably going to make a mistake. Um, (laughs) if you're just looking to fill a slot, you're probably not going to fill it with the best candidate. So, I mean, those factors are important. So when, 
the company that's developing this technology is marketing how it makes it so fast and easy that maybe that's not the right approach, you know? So, so now that I've uploaded my video, I didn't get the first job. I might get an email that says, hey, but we've got these other jobs we think you'd be great for, Kevin. I'd be like, yes, that's awesome. But for whatever reason, I can't seem to find the edit my video button or, or you know, stop shopping me around button. So I would hope, and I'm, I'm speculating, I would hope that I could opt out of getting matched. And I would hope I would get the opportunity to be like, you know what? I'm not too happy with that. I didn't get that one job. Can I change my video? And at this point, we're at the mercy of the platform. Right, but we? you're still looking at this as a recruiter thing. So think about when you have been hired for jobs, even like back in high school. Uh, sorry, Mr. Beatty, you did not get the job uh, scooping ice cream here at 31 Flavors. But if it's okay, we'll keep your, we'll keep your <laughs> resume on file if something comes up. It's, it's the same process, same principle. Ah, with a twist though. We have a we have a third party in between, and we call, let's just call them a recruiter because they're they're being recruiters at this point. So if they if a recruiter engages me, which has happened before, and has uh, shot me to their job, and I don't get their job, what does that recruiter really, 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 really want to do, Bob? Get me into any job, right? right? But I'm also looking at the way that higher like just just taking higher views an example. It doesn't look like they're it doesn't look like their market is recruiting agencies. Their market is end right. companies that are hiring. All right. So we'll take them off the thing. So let's invent a hypothetical. But no, I'm very if interested. Recruiter... I'm very interested. I mean, <laughs> a, an enterprising recruiting agency would totally buy a product like this. Right. Because what if, what if I'm a recruiting agency and say, Hey, hire you. I want your product, but guess what? I gatekeep the jobs. The jobs come from a thousand different companies. And now I can play that scenario Kevin wants to do, which is, hey, if you don't match with A, let's let's try with B. If you don't match with B, we'll try you with C. If you don't match with C, we'll try you with D. So I can actually use the platform as is if I'm a recruiting company and then just create jobs from all over the universe. And then I can play in that world. Right. right? Or the recruiting agency is going to build an app that's just like this, that just has the ability to plug in their jobs available versus their candidates. I'm pretty sure if I, if I were to ever visit a recruiting agency, it would be just a smoky room full of people counting hundreds, <laughs> like, you know, like wondering if the feds are going to come in at any moment. That's, that's what I think a recruiting agency looks nope, like. In it's my a world. bunch of people sweating to see if they're going to get their next 25% commission and, hassling hassling oh, they're people like on LinkedIn. scratching their arms yeah. and skin <laughs> yes. hey man i guess i'm oppressive manager how many leads have you got yeah. today you know it's very i don't see linkedin yeah. open on your machine <laughs> you call yourself a recruiter oh <laughs> uh, this is kind of funny I'll, all right always so be closing and then <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Man, just like a this feels like Boiler Room, you know. <laughs> Have you ever seen Boiler Room with uh, Ben Affleck and Giovanni Ribisi? Oh if no, I haven't seen that one. It's- but it's very much in the vein of very always good. be closing whatever that movie was with back in the nineties yes. or eighties, whenever it was. Glenn Gary, Glenn yes. Ross. Uh, you get the steak knives. <laughs> All right, so if this is going to be a proliferating thing. And you're like, hey, I, I did my video interview. And then job X, you don't get that one. And job X comes along. You're like, ah, I got to do another video interview. And then another video interview. Because you can apply to a job online, you know, with some autofill, with some copy paste, and it's done. And then when you get to the interview, you can kind of suss those out and be like, well, you know, you know, let's do a phone interview. It's meant to be, you know, just a, a kind of a take the temperature of each other. You know, that's what a phone interview is. But these video interviews can be lengthy, long, and you basically got to, you know, there's a lot of effort making one of these, it seems. What do you think? I don't know. I mean, I I feel like the companies that are making these apps are trying to solve that problem by limiting responses to three minutes because the people on the other end don't have unlimited time to review them. So just to compare, a current, if especially if you're not in America, I think that it's pretty 
common to do a three interview process in America, right? It's you get a phone interview just to take the temperature of each other, ask the broad brush questions. The second interview is usually in person. A lot of times it's a peer interview, people you're going to work with. And then the third interview is, well, let me ask any any last questions of each other before we do a job offer afterwards. Would you agree? Is that kind of typical? I guess I've never had to make it to the third interview. (laughs) (laughs) Bob, you're hired. Wow. Must be amazing. That's pretty much how it goes. Um, Wow. Um, so, so typically, uh, a lot of times I I've actually turned down a lot of jobs in the first, in the, in the phone interview and I've gotten a lot of mixed bag responses. A lot of times I've gotten kind of almost like, Oh, well we really would, you know, would like you, you know, kind of like begging me, which makes you feel really good. I've gotten the, uh, well, this is a great job. You're missing a great opportunity. You know, kind of like this in- indignation. Right. That's, if that's, like, an ego no. thing. that's an ego <laughs> thing on their part. No, I broke up with you. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, well, this was a good choice for me to walk away from. But a lot of phone interviews, you will offend people if you don't, if, 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 if you kind of turn them down. Um, so you got to do it delicately. You got to be like, well, I'm not sure it's a good fit. You know, you got to play this game. Right. And, um, when you get to that second interview, that's that's kind of what this platform kind of is to me. It feels like the second interview, so I almost feel like the first interview is missing from this chain. What do you think? Well, I think that's an incredibly valid point. Um, and also, the bi-directional component of that second interview uh, is that's where I typically would say yes or no. You know, so they talk about in the sales literature for applications like this is that we can use your corporate mission, vision, and values as part of the criteria to help weed down these responses. But if you are the person being interviewed, you also have that massive opportunity in that second interview phase that this is replacing or skipping over one of them or whatever to, to ask the questions to make sure that the, the individual that's interviewing you actually aligns with the company's mission, vision, and values that you researched before you applied to them. So yeah, I think that's a huge 100%. gap. 100%. I think that's a huge gap that they're they're not closing, only making bigger, actually. One thing that I... So I agree with what you're saying, and I just want to <laughs> double tap and jump on it. Um, if you don't interview me back you know, that's a red flag. It's like, wait a second, you're willing to work for someone and you don't want to know anything about them. Yeah. You know, that's, that's a red flag to me. (laughs) So, so hmm, here's, here's data that I would like to see in sales literature from companies like this. I would like to, yeah, sure. Put your stuff in there about ethical aid. I, easy for me to say ethical AI and fostering of (laughs) diversity in your enterprise security, go ahead and put that stuff in there. But I want to see some metrics on, you know, people that have been hired because they've used HireVue have a retention rate at their companies that last, you know, first of all, it's, you know, 98% over five years. Like I want to see those kind of numbers because that shows that you're actually making a match. So I got, I can almost get you that actually. So um, when you, apply for a job, you kind of cyber stock the company typically, right? And a lot of times they may cyber stock you back, right? If you Google my name or Google Bob's name, I bet you're going to find a lot of search results. I can guarantee you that. So I went to Glassdoor and I was like, huh, I want to see what people say about their interview process because surely they use their own product to dog food their own hiring process, right? Does that make oh, sense, that, Bob? That'd be, They're using their own that'd product. That'd be the perfect beta testing grounds. So if they weren't, that would be a red flag. <laughs> well, when we hire people, we don't use our own product. Well, it looks like they might use their own product. So I was looking here. So overall, they have 79 interviews at HireVue listed on Glassdoor. 52% are positive, 9% neutral, 39% negative. And um, if I just kind of scan through some of these, I see a lot of difficult interview, uh, positive experience, negative experiences, kind of everything. One, one that I saw a lot of difficult interviews on there. I'll, I'll read this one. Um, it says, I applied online. The process took two months. I interviewed at HireVue, Salt Lake City. The whole process was kind of slow. It took three weeks. 
Uh, the online interview wasn't very impressive. It uses outdated Flash technology. By the way, you need to install Flash. I to saw do that <laughs> in that one video, and I was like, wait a minute, isn't Flash dead? <laughs> and, see, and so he or she, because I don't know the gender here, he or she said, so I had to install Flash for the first time in years. Kind of took me aback based on all their flashy marketing. Ha, huh? I see <laughs> what you did there. Then you will have to answer some everyday interview questions, like what kind of challenges you face on a webcam with a time limit. You will have uh, also have to answer coding question inside the browser, um, blah, blah, blah. Make sure it passes a unit test. So kind of interesting there. Um, and then... Uh, I, I did see another one here that they felt that it wasn't very human and like, huh. oh, gee, shocker. <laughs> um, so, yeah, if you're interested in learning more about uh, High Review, uh, maybe check out the Glassdoor here. Have you ever used Glassdoor before? Have you ever been here? No, it's kind of like those bad like neighborhood Facebook groups where everybody's just whining and complaining. <laughs> Yeah, so so I agree. So Glassdoor, I take for a grain of salt because you're either going to get the people who are like doing shadow accounts, like the CEO is giving a review, but he, he chose an alias. This is the greatest place ever. You know, do you approve of CEO? Of course I do. <laughs> you know, or you have a bunch of people just being like, yeah, fuck this place. I got fired or fuck that place. They didn't give me a job. So take it for a grain of salt, I guess. But I, I, I found it kind of interesting some of the responses are totally legit like the flash thing i'm like yeah that's totally how i would i would react to that myself so i found that interesting yeah i'm just kind of perusing through some case studies i, I first of all sorry that higher view is taking the brunt of our criticism but it seems like they're the ones that are putting themselves out there the most right now i don't know but I was looking through the case studies because I wanted to find some retention numbers, like, you know, candidates hired 27, candidates retained 27, but they there's none of that information is in their case studies. Very interesting. Yeah, um, their, their website's very nice. It is very sexy website. They got a lot of numbers. They have an ethics thing about AI. So I, I know it's on their mind because they, ha they have addressed it, which is a good thing. Um, but... I have bad news for them. Of course, this is just my opinion. I don't think they're going to close any of the gaps we mentioned because they're taking the human out, which is the problem. You, every, anytime you take the human out of a human operation, you get less than I think what um, you started with. <laughs> so, could you imagine? Um, and then if the, you were the biggest HR, thing is, is they're they're trying. Could you imagine if you're an HR company and you bring this in and it's really cutting out the human element? It's like, wait, it's human resources. The H in HR is human. We, we've renamed the department to AI resources. <laughs> <laughs> We're now, welcome to AI resources. How may I help you? <laughs> wow. Oh, boy. Um, so, yeah, where does that leave us here? So, um, gatekeeping. So, obviously, this is gatekeeping, right? Because it's using an algorithm to keep people either in front of you or not in front of you. But if we look at the current hiring process we have gatekeeping already, whether it's you, Bob, at the interview level, whether it's the HR department. So there is gatekeeping. The thing is, is this kind of takes the gatekeeping away from your company, but they're obviously leveraging this as a good thing because they're touting, well, this makes it more diverse. This makes it more standard. Uh, they're blah, touting blah, blah, that, but, but I can't, I can't see, I think they're just buzzwording it. I don't, Sounds good, right? Yeah, I just don't see any. I don't see any fact-based evidence that supports how they're doing it. Like they're saying, well, because it's um, AI, was, because it's AI, it in, it fosters diversity and decreases bias. We know that's not true. We do. I was. I was asked yesterday on Twitter whether or not X Y Z was true, and I I responded with. Well, in our country, you can say anything you want, whether it's true or not. If, and now we yeah. do have, <laughs> we do have some protections with, you know, false advertising and whatnot. But we've also evolved in our marketing, especially in America, where you pick subjective things. You can say we're the best ketchup ever, and you're allowed to say that because that's a subjective opinion thing. Well, puffery so is totally allowed. You, yeah. 
Right. So when when we look at a lot of these sales things, and it's not just hire you. And yes, we need to. I, I need to say I'm not trying to pick on hire you. You just happen to be um, an up. You know, when you're on top of the mountain, guess what? You get the most views. So, um, so you can say a lot of subjective things in these bullet points, these marketing spiel's, and you can always defend them and going, well, that's what we think. Well, of course, that's what you think. But you know, this is what Bob and Kevin think, and so. I don't think we're ever going to win uh, an argument there with them. Uh, so what else we got here? Oh, Bob. Yes. I was going to ask you, what do you think the best way to get leads are for a company? Let's let's have a fictional company. We call it the Bob and Kevin podcast. We're hiring an intern. What's the best way for us to to get good talent, do you think? Oh, good golly. I got nothing. Miss I got nothing. <laughs> All right. So I would say, and maybe, and I'm sure this is flawed and in, in its own unique way, but referrals. I start with my social network oh, and go, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know Sally. She's really good at this. Hey, Sally, what do you think about working over here? Right. And so that's a very human sort of thing. Uh, it wasn't. Ba- it was based, I'm sure, on a, a thousand different micro decisions in my brain, my my local AI. And I think that's going to be infinitely hard for an algorithm to ever overcome because I trust. I can't teach AI trust very well. I mean, we can try. Right, but, but. The re- <laughs> so referrals going to have a high rate of success, but it doesn't have volume. So. That's right. This product is not made right? for vo- for this. This product is made for volume. This is to help get you as much we as possible. We will help fill a thousand jobs shortly. We don't. We don't know. We're gonna say we're gonna get the right candidate, but really, the right candidate takes a lot of high touch, uh, hand in glove type effort. Yeah, right? In a perfect world, you never have to advertise a job opening. You you that is. You put it out to the team, and the team says, I know the perfect candidate. Perfect candidate comes in, super comfortable interview, make sure the values align, make sure the team is fit, and done. (laughs) 100%. That is the the answer. I was telling one of my kids recently, I'm like, you know, when you look at these job boards, do you want to know what I think of all these jobs? These are the jobs that nobody wanted. They tried to hire them internally because that's first number one. Hey, anyone here want this director of of stapling over here. <laughs> Anyone? <laughs> There's a stapler in front of me. I had to think of something. <laughs> Director of stapling. Uh, nope. Nobody. Okay. Um, okay. Well, I guess we'll put it on the job board. Because go right? nobody here was it. <laughs> right. And then, then I, I, I kind of double down and I go, well, shit. Um, nobody's bit on the job boards. Now we got to get a recruiter. So I almost look at recruited jobs as being, we had to hire somebody to fill director of stapling because it was that undesirable. And it's like, ugh, you know, here we go. Because if it were that great of a job, it people would be throwing themselves at it, right? And if it were that great of a job, people internally would be probably trying to get their wives or best friends, hey, you want to be director of stapling? It's a great job. You know, come on in. I, I, know, I know you've stapled three things in your life. Come in here, interview, you know, blah 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 so i really think there is a pecking order and really this might be filling the jobs that nobody wants well i think as the scale of an organization increases i think that they get away from so when an organization is manageable and small that's where you have that situation where you you rarely need to post a job because there's open communications everybody knows somebody there's a chance to fill that quickly but then as you get bigger it becomes a function of scale and it's harder to communicate out to a thousand people. Hey, do you know anybody who wants to fill this position? Then in your initial reaction is to put it on the big board or to put it on the big board and hire a recruiting agency because your people resource needs day to day inside the large organization outweigh what you can do from a recruitment standpoint. So I I just, it's such a, it's such a, whole icky thing so because i've made the comparison between getting a job and dating would you trust 
Well, you and I are post dating app age, right? We, we I, might we, be post dating, dating anything age. <laughs> right. All right. We've both been married for a long time. We, we've got children who are out of the house already, um, et cetera, et cetera. You know, people, people use dating apps in this way too, right? We're basically, hey, you swiped apparently like Tinder. So I think I understand how Tinder works. I've never downloaded, never used it. Full disclosure. If you swipe right, you like them, I think. And if you swipe left, you don't like them. So every time you swipe right, you know, maybe they do some sort of facial recognition to go, oh, well, you found someone so attractive, you know, pull this person. Well, in. I think they have to swipe I, you I would too. Like, I think that's how that works. So if you swipe right, right on somebody to have a and match, they swipe right? you, then, then you go swipe each other later someplace else. <laughs> Which... Which I think I think a, a hiring thing might do better when you because I think you should be able to interview both ways, you know, and whatnot. But what I think would end up happening is, hey, uh, hire view would would go to this company that hired them. And, hey, post a video and you talk about your values, blah blah blah. And if they swipe you, if they like swipe you right, I guess they like you, you know. But that's not really going to suffice. I want to know about the job. Who am I going to work well, with? Well, once again, who, who, once who, again, you're looking at it from the recruiter model, I think. If if company XYZ is using HireVue, you do know a little bit about the company, but you don't get that in-person interview until you beat the game of the AI interview. That's the part that blows. The one the one job that I absolutely took and hated came through the only recruiter I've ever used. And I don't necessarily want to correlate that well, it's because it was a recruiter. Hey, job, that sounds like a hundred percent fail rate. <laughs> well, it is, but just like we talked about the Green Bay Packers, since they won the first Super Bowl, they're gonna win every Super Bowl, right? Um <laughs> no, it's not how it works, Kevin. Oh, we need a little more sample size. But uh shit. My point was is I didn't know the culture during the interview process as well because of the choices of how the recruitment and everything went. And what ended up turning me completely off to the company was the culture. I'm like, holy crap. And I think that it's going to be very difficult for when I apply to a job and I can, I can only cyber stock so much until I talk to a real freaking right. human because, because your values are ink on the paper and that's about it. Your actual culture is well, what are you doing on a day-to-day basis? When I ask you a question, how did you answer it? Did you, you know, that I can get a sense of the culture of the company that way where I can't really get this if it's A, one-way communication and B, I don't even get to the interview to talk to you. I mean, it, I think there's just so many bad to this that it, the bad outweighs the, you know, the the production or the, the fill butts and seats Um advantage right i i think like i said at the beginning i think they're solving they're they're creating more issues than they're solving with this type of an application and application process well so i'm gonna put you on the spot bob um in the future um if uh you were in a position where you had to or you wanted a job and it was video interview only what would you do never ever I wouldn't either. I, I've because I've literally done this. I've literally said, "Nah, screw that. <laughs> I'll do it the old-fashioned way." I if guess, it was, right? if it was like a Skype with another person on the other end, yeah, I would totally do that because I'm not moving. I would not move, relocate for a new job. Um, but you know, if it was something like one of these products, no, it's because a, yeah, it might be fun to gamify and you know, just do it for the fun to see if you get to the actual physical interview stage, but what a pain in the ass. And what, a, like, I feel like it actually says something incredibly negative about the organization that goes this route, that they're not interested in the human touch aspect to pick the right people. Yeah. To- oh, that's, that's a, such a nice point. Uh, I want to make sure I underscore Skype and hangout interviews. Almost every interview I've ever had, um, for a remote job has always been that way, but um, it's not recorded that I'm aware of, you know, at any point, nobody's recording right. it. it. And it's a, it's two way interaction. And um, that is actually one of my preferred methods, especially for an early interview. Like, so instead of a phone interview, a hangout is totally acceptable. And a second interview too. Um, I like to go is, phone. Is totally acceptable. I like to go phone for interview one video for interview two, if possible, like if it's impossible to do face to face, 
But I, I still like to do phone first because I know that I have inherent bias and I think phone helps strip some of that away. So, gosh, I was thinking that just as you said that, but credit to you. You're well, I right. Think we've talked about that phone before. Phone interview does have that natural consequence of, you know what? I have to focus on what you're saying, not what you look like, not your mannerisms, not not the fact that you may have, uh, you know, you may be pulling children off the ceiling fan. Um, full disclosure, I always haven't lived in a nice house. Everything I owned once upon a time in my life in the year 2004 fit in a 2003 Chevy Cavalier. Nice. Everything I owned. And I needed a job then just like I needed one now. And putting more restrictions on, hey, well, you need to do this interview in a room with um, this and you need at least two megabits of that. And I get that. But if I had to go do a live interview somewhere, I can, I don't know. I, I just feel like we're, we're putting, we're raising the bar. We're actually injecting bias when we do these sorts of things, even though you say it's removing bias. I really feel that's a contradiction. Right. Video happening. adds bias, period. Totally does. Okay. Uh, my list is complete, Bob. What have you? No, I think, uh, I think we covered it pretty well. Um, you know, I think we both got off our chest, how we feel about products like this and, uh, how we would react if we were put in that situation. I mean, obviously now I don't wish them all the best of luck at higher view. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I got nothing for them. Yeah, um, higher view. Um, seems like a neat product. You, you have it looks like seven hundred customers. Um, when I look through your list of clients, honestly, all the ones that stick out are ones who would be like, "Yup, you guys would do that sort of thing." <laughs> and so, uh, you know, Oracle looking at you. Yeah, uh, there's so, some big names on there for know. sure, but there's also some universities and stuff. I was actually pretty turned off that I saw on there. So, yeah. Um, well interesting discussion bob uh good stuff we actually uh stayed on one topic the entire show this this may rare be first very rare yeah yeah and uh let us know what you think out there Ooh, one quick show note we have started sending out stickers to uh the listeners uh all you got to do is follow us on social media send us a dm and uh it'll be all creepy because i'll be like hey what's your address and you'll be like what be like dude i have to send you a sticker i need That's something right. and then i'll send you a sticker but it and it's going to come in like a handwritten first class um postage note because i can't figure out how to print like a single letter to like you know all nice and typed so you're going to get like the serial killer stuff all in the front your address and it'll be really kind of creepy so anyway if you'd like a sticker after all of that you've earned it bob what do you got left i'm out man holidays are coming i think we'll probably drop an episode sometime next week but uh if we don't talk to you before then have some happy holidays merry christmas hanukkah kwanzaa whatever you all do and uh we'll catch you on the flip happy holidays hey have you ever wondered how you can get in touch with us at The Bob and Kevin Show? Well, first, you can try us via email at comments at bobandkevinshow.com. Or are you more into social? If so, you can find us on Twitter at Bob and Kevin Show. Or on Instagram as Bob and Kevin Show. That's Bob, the letter N, Kevin Show. And if you're still on Facebook, you can even find us at facebook.com slash Bob and Kevin Show. And for the serious business fans... You can even find us on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash company slash the dash Bob dash Kevin dash show. How's that for a handle? Let's connect. <laughs>